Welcome to the hood, mother... Don't say something you'll regret later. The following content you are about to hear may be offensive to some listeners. Listener's discretion is advised. Go on, talk your head off. Shout, clap, slam! Hi, and welcome to another edition of Shout, Clap, Slam, live from the Vancouver Poetry Slam. I'm your host, R.C. Weslowski. And you may or may not be able to tell, but I am battling a bit of laryngitis, so I won't be speaking too much. We'll just get straight into the poetry. This week, our featured performer is all the way from the UK, and that is David Lee Morgan, who promises to squeeze 18 minutes of poetry into a 20-minute poetry set. So we'll get to take a listen to David. As well, we'll be hearing from our winning poet from this week, and that was Al Mater. I'll tell you more about Al later on. But right now, here's David Lee Morgan. Thank you for having me here. I, uh, it's an honor to be at Vancouver Slam. I am truly thrilled. I'm going to try and get 18... This is so strange, isn't it? I'm going to try and get 18 uh, minutes of poetry into this 20-minute slot, so I'm not going to do a lot of chat in between. I'm just going to go straight through. Uh, And I'm going to start modestly with a history of the human race told through individual words. It is written, in the beginning was the word. But I think, in the beginning was the tiger. I had a dream where the tiger and I stood side by side and the air was alive with the music of our beating hearts. This is my tiger, I said. Isn't she beautiful? Her teeth cut like diamonds, but they shine like stars. Then the tiger purred. The purr became a growl. The growl became a word. The time to dance is now. Hand. Word, 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 mother, banana, berry, beetle, grub, yam, sister, uncle, brother, father, cousin, kin, clan, impala, monkey, cheetah, catfish, bow and arrow, hook and line, hunger, death, desire, dance, dream, moon, wind, wolf, enemy, dog, friend, Animal fur, obsidian, seashell, river, lake, ocean, barter boat wheel, sickle dam plow, millet rice maze, water canal. Goat, horse, cattle, cow, priest, king, city wall, prison, slave, wife, road, army, empire, ritual sacrifice, planet, alphabet, tablet, scroll, number, circle, triangle, star, festival, temple, diamond, gold, paper, money, poetry, war, castle, kingdom, pilgrim, pope, nativity, communion, jihad, hijra, lord and lady, surf and outlaw, carnival, cathedral, catapults, crusade, compass, telescope, sextant, astrolabe, buccaneer, Sugar cane, cotton gin, slave trade, printing press protest, guillotine barricade. Factory, foundry, model tea, monopoly, gasoline, caffeine, telephone, saxophone, black coal, rock and roll, blue suede, free trade, concrete, Wall Street, war crime, picket line, colony, corporation, contraception, insurrection. 
Hospital, popsicle, methadone, chromosome, pizzeria, gonorrhea, Nagasaki, Hiroshima, penicillin, television, Auschwitz, crucifix, lipstick, day shift, weblog, gulag, hot dog, Kalishnikov, microchip, paperclip, spaceship, cheese dip, blood brain, demon idea, mud angel reason, Ikea, love, anger, grief, absolution, vaccination, air pollution, education, evolution, inspiration, revolution, danger, freedom, building, breeding, without a we are, there is no I am. The river was a god until we built a dam. <laughs> Back in the Middle Ages, they had this thing called the church. And it was their gig to tell you God's will and what to do about it. Then Martin Luther hit the nail on the head and said, you decide. But that was too simple and way too dangerous. So they backed off, made a few changes, and come up with this thing called democracy. Who decides? Democracy. Where God is the man with the TV stations. God is the man with the guns to take them. God is the man with the money to buy the guns to take the stations to convince the nation that he is the suppository of divine revelation. Who decides? Well, we all took a vote, and I voted against it, but who decides? Well, I don't like it, but there's nothing I can do about it. Who put the lines on the map that make the corpses fall on one side while the other side plays? Democracy. Who drew the lines around Palestine? Who dug a ditch around an oil field and called it Kuwait? They say there are no pacifists in gasoline lines. But when the majority votes for national salvation, when the majority votes for mass incineration, when the majority votes for racial purification, fuck them. London, August 2011. Bang! Out of the barrel of a gun I sped into the body of a black man, into the body of a black boy, boy, boy. Assume the position. Spread them wide in front of your girlfriend, in front of your mother, in front of your daughter and son. Put you in prison, yes, and I kill plenty. But even better, I make you into your own death penalty. I am the war on terror. You are the enemy within. Man or woman, high or low, don't bother to show me your diploma. It's there on your skin. You were the flame of resistance that I can never quite extinguish. You were the angry fire that I fear more than truth, and I am the definition of liar. You were the light that blazed up in Tottenham and a hundred other places so bright it could be seen across the Mediterranean. I am the darkness waiting. You were the stand-up straight of a new generation. You were the broken glass and torn-up pavement. You were the golden beach beneath, if only you can find it. I am the man on TV calling you mindless. I watch you change into every color and race. Communicate in ways I can't keep up with. Be brave a thousand times in every hour. But look around. I still have power. I am the bullet and the gun. I am the serpent tongue. I move armies. Empty bellies turn bones to dust. I am a treasure chest of fantasy, pleasure, and shame. I have access to your brain more often than you do. I'm running with you on your feet. It's my arm, too, that torched your neighbor's shop. My fingers you must free from an iron grip around your thoughts, kettling you, ghettoing you for long days and nights, letting you burn the wrong places, keeping you out of the right. Revolution is a hurricane and the wind blows wildly when young lions roar in pain and strike out blindly. Jackals hide in the tall grass waiting their chance until you learn to fight with wisdom. I rule the dance. Time out for two love poems, uh, both to the same person. 
Uh, the first one is kind of a time-traveling poem written to her little girl, South. It's called A Visit to Grandpa's. I would like to be for you like a visit to Grandpa's, safe and warm. I would tuck you in at night and kiss the top of your head to give you sweet dreams. In the summer, I would bring round a watermelon. And when you were big enough, I would let you carry it. And if you dropped it and it broke into a thousand pieces, and if your brothers laughed and your mother got angry, I would track you down to your hiding place with a brand new watermelon. I would wipe away your tears and say, this is for you, my beautiful, bright-eyed, loving child, a second chance. If I could be for you like a visit to grandpa's, you would always have a second chance. Or a third chance. Yeah. Second poem is uh, called Tripwired. Maybe the first time is forever. Maybe we never get to be free. Locked in a single kiss forever. Only with you can I be me. No other woman can touch me. No other can make me feel. What other woman could love me? Like a first time, like a last meal. How can it be so perfect? How can it hurt so bad? Maybe we're no good for each other. Maybe it wasn't meant to be. Maybe the wires just got crossed. I hurt you just by being me. It's everything I was afraid of. Secrets saved up, but I walk in a room and our eyes lock. Maybe we just got star-crossed. No matter how many years, no matter how many lovers, you get me. I get you. You get me. I get you. You get me. I get you. You get me. Yeah, I'll give you a hug, a call you friend, it'll be there, as it always has been. I can't look at you without longing, can't think of you without desire. Touch me, our skin's on fire, you and I are tripwired. No matter how many years, no matter how many lovers, you get me, I get you, you get me, I get you, you get me, I get you. Break away, come back, come back, break away, break away, come back, come back, break away, break away, come back, come back, break away, break away, come back. The day that I die and go to hell, you know I love you, babe, and I wish you well, and I know you'll be coming right behind me, kicking in the gates of hell to find me in a heart beat, our eyes lock all over hell, time stops, pain dies, fire freezes, and every loving soul finds Jesus, no matter how many years. No matter how many lovers, you get me, I get you, you get me, I get you, you get me, I get you, you get me. Okay, two poems left, but the first one comes with a, a short story about the guy who more than anyone else is responsible for me becoming a revolutionary communist. Santa Claus. The guy dresses entirely in red. <laughs> in particular, it's about one movie that had this big impact on me, Miracle on 34th Street, the original version with John Payne, Maureen O'Hara, Natalie Wood as the little girl, Gwen Davis as Santa, and don't worry, don't worry, I'm not going to tell you the whole story. <laughs> Just this one scene. Uh, in this scene, uh, Santa Claus, the real Santa, 
has for some reason taken a job at Macy's department store in New York City. And in this scene, he's sitting on his uh, throne, I guess you'd call it, and boys and girls are coming up and sitting on his lap and telling him what they want for Christmas. And you can see the next couple, you can see that the mother, as we think, uh, is, is anxious to talk to him before the little girl. And she rushes up to him and she says, I don't know what to tell her. Uh, I'm not her real mother. I'm her foster mother. Her, her real mother and father were murdered by the Nazis in Amsterdam. And she just got here. She doesn't speak a word of English, only Dutch. And I've tried to explain to her that you're not going to understand what she says. But she says, no, 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 you don't understand. Santa Claus is for every little boy and girl in the world. So of course you'll understand me because I'm a little girl. And I don't know what to tell her. I don't want her heart broken again. And of course, if this were real life, the Santa would say, well, I don't know. Fuck, buy her some presents. Here's a list. Buy her three. But this isn't real life. This is Hollywood. And it's the real Santa. So he says to the mother, don't worry. And then he turns to the little girl and he says, well, I don't know what he says because it's in Dutch. But... <laughs> But her eyes light up and she runs and leaps onto his lap and they jabber away in Dutch and they sing a song about Kinterklaas and, and I didn't know anything about the real world when I saw this. I was the same age as the little girl. But I knew that was the way the world should be. That wherever you traveled to, no matter how long and how the journey, especially if it was a long, hard journey, the first words you should hear when you get there are, Welcome home. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, this is the poem. I've been trying to write this poem for 20 years, and I finally got it a little while ago. Crazy, crazy Santas occupy the world. Imagine you were this cool old guy who loved children, tr truly and deeply. Loved every beat of the way they stiff little tick-tock walk and the, the monkey talk and the, the roar of the buzz of the whisper of the butterfly. Why of honey and wonder and thirsty hunger. They give you their hand with everything in it and your heart lurches into give me a place to stand and I will move the universe. Squeeze it down into the perfect toy to light the smile inside your eye. Would give you anything. Imagine this. Multiplied by every newborn smile in a heartbreak world. If you could be Santa for every boy and girl. Imagine a magic workshop powered by twinkle of the eye drive, quantum indecision and reindeer jive. Every elf in all 11 dimensions, drugged and demented but working with manic precision. Adjust in the nick of time engine, that's why they call you Saint Nick. And in the back of the sleigh, a bag big enough to carry its weight and wishes this is it. The delicious impossible minute when every child on the planet is given the one perfect gift that says, this is your world and you belong in it. Imagine you could do this one wonderful thing. But for the rest of the year, that was all you could do. And the toys would go out and be used up and worn out and broken. And that was good the way it should be. That was why you would build them. Toys were made to be broken, not children. But in the war-torn days of the in-between year, the names would change, but it was always King Herod's reign. And his soldiers would go from door to door with bloody swords while you all worked on through tears and horror, knowing you could never make it right. No matter how magical that one perfect night, what would you do? Would you go on working when you could only give the one magic minute? Better than nothing. And who could argue with arithmetic? Or would you go crazy with the weight of anger and grief 
Would you feel responsible? Would you feel like a thief living a life so sweet, full of hard work done well, when so many children are living in hell? Some people can't ever get enough. Give them a minute and they want eternity. The kind who can never be happy with even a scrap of cruelty. They, they go crazy at the thought of one child dying a needless death. They can't rest. They've got to be moving, doing, making more than a difference. Making everything different. These are the crazy Santas who never give up. Crazy Santas mad with love. Crazy Santas get up at the crack of dawn, work boots on, march out onto the field, into the street, get beat, fight back, get shot at, don't stop, live life hot-wired. Crazy Santas are dangerous, but it's a dangerous world. Some people can't help fighting back whenever they see the weak attacked. They live like champions in the army that never had a chance. Some of them pick up the gun. Some of them live like saints. All of them are powered by love. All of them make mistakes. Some say we need more magic minutes. That's the best we can do. But I believe we need to reach out for eternity. We need to be crazy Santas who never give up. Crazy Santas mad with love. Thank you. Last poem. Uh, and this is a poem that expresses my highest ideals, ideals I've never truly lived up to, uh, but only come close on my best moments. It's inspired by a book uh, by uh, V.I. Lenin, the leader of the Russian Revolution. Uh, it's about how you move from the heart to the head to the street. What is to be done? The revolution will not come until it has pierced your heart. Until every cruelty and injustice, no matter who it is done to, feels as if it were done to you. Until you are naked, open wide, wounded by every homeless cry, a mother to every hungry child, a native son to every tribe, stranded in the forest flames, swallowing smoke and tears of rage, running from the thunder of a helicopter gun, the revolution will not come. Until your back aches and the sun bakes you and the pain breaks you, until every minute of your life hurts and the ripe fruit falls down into the dirt because your fingers and your bones and your brain are numb, the revolution will not come. Until every cop car is looking for you, for what you are, not what you do. And you stand on the earth branded by the wrong accent, the wrong color skin, the wrong sexuality, the wrong mother tongue. Too fat, too thin, too old, too young. The revolution will not come until you walk the street bearing unwanted seed, condemned to breed by men who call you girl and think they fucking own the world. Until you stare up into the hate-filled face of a rapist thrusting into you. When you can smell his breath, taste the rancid kiss. When your stomach twists in anger and disgust when you can feel all this as if it were done to you. It's not enough. Because the revolution will not come until it has made you wise. So what if you hate injustice? So what if you're willing to die to make a change? It's not enough to be brave. Not even enough to love unless love leads to wisdom when push comes to shove. So you learn to read books and faces. You study what gender and race is. You look at science and the economy at every class and group in society. You study the past, but you don't live in it. You don't worship it. You don't pick through the rubble for a lost God to believe in. You read history not with a branding iron, but a blowtorch. You are not a king. You are not a priest. You are not singing in the fucking choir. You are the fire that burns through history. Your genealogy is written in the ashes of burnout villages, crucified slaves, weavers chained to their looms, heretics burned to the stake, screaming out the truth. 
How many thousands of years of fighting each other over the never enough? One class after another rising to the top and beating back down everyone else with laws and religion and bullets when you don't listen. How many thousands of years of system after system and always the same fundamental division? You work, they rule, but you are more than just a talking tool. Let the revolution be your school. Study the connections and you begin to see the chains of slavery or chains of power too. They connect you to an army of the dispossessed. And it's an army you will need because the revolution will not come until it has made you strong. Power is a good thing. <laughs> Try living without it. But without a doubt, it divides into two. The power to win is the power to lose. Power is nothing but the power to choose. It's only as good as how you use it. But never forget, you are not begging for mercy. You are fighting for power. How will you break free of the ingrained habits of a lifetime? How will you gain control of your own minds? How will you bring it together to set off a chain reaction? And if you win, how will you fight off the armies that come to crush you? And if you win, how will you feed the world? And if you win, how will you carry through? How will you free the world? Be leaders who know how to be led. Be teachers who know how to be taught. Revolution is war. It has to be fought. They got the guns and the weapons of mass communication. You got the power to the people that comes with organization. You got the power to the people, but you better believe they hate it. If you give them a chance, they'll break it. You know it's only as good as you make it. You got the power to the people. Are you ready to take it? Thank you. All the way from the UK, our featured performer from January 13th, David Lee Morgan. And uh, he is also the Farrago Poetry Slam Grand Slam champion. So congratulations to David, and it was nice to have him on uh, the Van Slam stage. We have an opportunity for uh, two more poems this time around for a um, couple of people who are veterans on the scene, including Daniel Mark Patterson, who we're going to hear next. And uh, this was Daniel's last performance in Vancouver as he was moving to Ottawa to uh, work at his craft in um, the capital of the country. So this is Daniel Mark Patterson. Uh, this is my last Van Slam, so thank you, everybody. <laughs> It was the summer of 1997. I was 19. You got on at Joy Station. I fixed you with a quick look of longing. Beautiful night. Yes, uh, yes it is. Not a brilliant start, but the conversation built. This was your first night in Vancouver. Just had to get away. I could relate, only it was my own skin that every day I wished I could escape from. Someone has stolen your purse. You had your paycheck, but no way to cash it. You told me how much you enjoyed my company, how you wished you could take me out to dinner. And I suggested you sign a check over to me. The check was for $1,500. We could only take out 1000 Gives us an excuse to meet tomorrow, you said, beaming me with your searchlight smile. Several hours later, you paid for my cab home, flung arms around me through the open car window, clung to me like a supplication. Don't let me go. Don't ever let me go. You smiled like a rainbow as you kissed me on the forehead, cheeks, the mouth. I watched in the daze as a taxi pulled away. My first kiss. The next day, you had arranged to view an apartment, so I left the money in the mailbox for you to pick up. You said you would call me when you were done. I waited with three red roses, a small stuffed teddy bear, and a gigantic box of nachos chocolates, which 
I couldn't help sampling. They were delicious. The phone never rang. I dialed through chocolate streak fingers, dribbled sticky fingerprints over the cord. The number you have dialed is not in service. Again, the number you've dialed, again, number. Envelope was gone. I devoured an entire box of nutshells. Monday, check bounced. You called yourself Jenny, but you were my Delilah. Why, 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 Delilah? Betrayal hurts that much more when it awakens a hope in you you never knew was missing. I was despondent for months, then a strange thing happened. The euphoria of those hours was real, even though our connection wasn't. I found myself seeking this bliss everywhere. If it wasn't for your praying magic fingers in my pocket, I may at this very moment be a shutting in my mother's basement instead of here, sharing my heart on this stage. So... Delilah, darling, wherever you are, thank you for saving my life in the most unexpected ways. Thank you. Daniel Mark Patterson with his final performance at the Vancouver Poetry Slam as Daniel has moved on to live in Ottawa and pursue his spoken word career there. Um, it's been nice to have Daniel around over these years and uh, we wish him nothing but the very best in his endeavors. Uh, however, it is now time for one more poem. We're going to hear from the winning poet of the night on January 13th, and that is from another fellow who is a veteran of the scene, and that is Al Mater. Al can also be found um, touring around the world uh, as the minimalist jug band when he is not doing a spoken word or competing at Poetry Slam. So look for the minimalist jug band and or Al Mater. And uh, right now, though, here's his uh, classic poem, Dead Man's Pants. Let me tell you about this scarf. Because I wore your scarf around my neck with love, devotion, and deep respect. But now, I wear it like a second skin to remind me of what might have been through force of habit and from constant fear, a kind of ritual to try and keep you near. And it adorns my flesh, a jailhouse tattoo. It's a part of me because I'm a part from you and it's beautiful and it hides my scars. It's the perfect sling for my wounded heart wrapped around me through the rain and hail and I almost tore it on a rusty nail worn so tight that I sometimes choke. A sarcastic, masochistic joke. But in my darkest days, shine so bright, but there's no warmth. It's luminescent light, a pirate's flag, a jolly skull and bones to let people know, let me alone. And in a morbid fashion, hell, I'd be proud to have it as my hell-bound shroud, a memorial to misplaced love. And now let me tell you about this pair of gloves. No, no, let me tell you about this pair of pants. Because I went down to the Sally Ann and I bought myself a pair of pants. I took them home and they fit just fine. They used to be a dead man's, but now they're mine. Dead man's pants, yeah, I'm just walking around in dead man's pants. And I'm glad he didn't stain them and I'm glad he didn't tear them. Else I wouldn't buy them, no, I wouldn't wear them. There's no cuffs, no pleats, just like I wanted. 
best of all, they're not haunted dead man's pants. Show respect for the dead, though I never met him. Saw his pants hanging there, knew I had to get him. Rest in peace, and you can laugh if you dare. But when you see these pants, you better say a prayer. Say a prayer for the dead man's pants. Saying a prayer for the dead man's pants. Well, he must have had style, and he must have had taste. Must have had a 34 leg and a 32 waist. Reuse, recycle, and all of that. But do they make my ass look fat? Yeah, does my ass look fat in these dead man's pants? And when I'm toast, lying on a slab, these pants will be up for grabs. I might be covered in dirt six feet deep, but the pants will be clean and they'll be dirt cheap. Oh, dead man's pants, you could be wearing them when I'm dead. I won't mind sharing them. Dead man's pants, dry clean only. Yeah, I'm talking about the dead man's pants. Thanks. That was Al Mater with Dead Man's Pants. Al winning the January 13th Vancouver Poetry Slam down at Café du Soleil. And if you would like to get up on stage and try your hand at a poetry slam, you can uh, do so at Café du Soleil on Commercial Drive every single Monday of the month. Or for our Youth Poetry Slam, which is for poets 13 to 22 years of age, um, you can come down on the fourth Monday of every month. So um, that's pretty much it for this time we heard from uh, David Lee Morgan, our featured performer, Daniel Mark Patterson, and just recently, our winning poet from January 13th, Al Mater. Uh, that's pretty much it. I'm your host, R.C. Weslowski. This is Shout, Clap, Slam, live from the Vancouver Poetry Slam. And until next week, be well in poetry. We are the best kept secret in the universe.